0: Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast.
1: Henriette, how we got some no flowers for you. Give us a kiss and maybe we can go out. Clean the following up episode down, contains spoilers.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. <laughs> My name is Rob McFarlane, and I'm still recovering from the utter filth that we were just sort of slinging back and <laughs> forth, literally <laughs> just before we hit record. Do you know what? I feel like, you know, how like, sort of lovely actors have lion face, lemon face, and all that sort of stuff. They do yeah. yoga. I feel like us just yeah, slanging yeah. filth at one another across.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's disgusting. It's the worst. Yeah, yeah. We say the worst stuff possible. To try and catch each other out on a laugh as yeah, we're yeah. But also
2: I feel like it's a purgative thing to, because obviously, you know, we're trying to we're trying to get a little bit more respectable as we get bigger, bigger yeah, and we're trying to do a show here. Yeah. Man. We're you getting what a what bit mean? bigger, we're getting a broader audience, and we're trying to, you know, clean our act up. So what we have to do instead is just yeah. like purge before the show. Yeah, I need to get all my swears yeah. out. I need to get all my, my naughty jokes mm-hmm. out. They're they're done. They're yeah. done. You know
0: what I mean? Look at me now. I'm not swearing. <laughs> I'm I'm the pit, I'm the fucking poster boy oh, I've lost it. <laughs> how are you how lost are it? we today buddy i'm f- i'm feeling pretty good mm-hmm. man i woke up with a case of the fuck arounds so i had a fun day Lovely. uh fucking around yep. how are you <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: yeah i uh feel a bit naked lately buddy our our faces are on social media um, yeah. and that was a big plunge Yeah, big plunge big plunge into the big old mm. pool of naked this is my face internet please be kind and obviously it's the internet they're not everyone was like oh, yeah, why is that dog on tiktok um yeah who oh shit goblins, goblins are real, are real. Oh, thank yeah. you <laughs> thank you mark fuck you when did did postman pat have a chinless child (laughs) (laughs)
0: you're such a guy you know that i'm you know that i'm so insecure about my chin i've got the smallest chin and doing the film that we're doing today doesn't help that fact because what are we doing today rob evil dead 2 all hail the fucking chin that is bruce campbell
2: (laughs) ashy slashy ash williams the king of the deadites. The king of the Deadites. Uh, yeah, mm. I mean, what's even better is I wasn't talking about your chin, but you still took that one for the. You took it on the chin for for the both of us. I, oh,
0: <laughs> it's the only thing I can take on the chin because trust me, buddy, this shit is teeny. <laughs> it's like a fucking pinpoint. I have to grow a beard otherwise it is literally. It's just emasculating. It's just <laughs> chest and then it's chest and then mouth. Like there's just nothing that
2: stops in between. <laughs> for some reason, I've got the image of. Um, the chest man from total recall open your mind Wade. <laughs> 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 it's just face to chest
0: <laughs> i love that you said that oh i've got the image of this whilst I'm looking directly at my face cam thank you <laughs> lovely lovely stuff uh why are we doing evil dead 2 Ben? we are doing the evil dead 2 because this is the second episode in our evil dead franchise and the big build-up to the fucking mighty release it's not too far away now mm-hmm. either Evil Dead Rises out this month. Ooh. I am buzzing my little B-cups off about it. I cannot wait. I've already got tickets to like three showings. I guarantee I'm going to hit at least one of them.
2: Yeah, yeah. And remember the last sort of B-horror darling that you got two showings in the same day? Yeah. Halloween ends. That went well. No, it did not. I paid extra for IMAX on that as well. That's what That's what really picks me up.
0: I got the the card, mm-hmm. but to watch IMAX is like three pounds. Yeah. So it's not a lot. But when you pay three pounds and then get shit mm-hmm. on it's literally like I would have been punched in the mouth
2: for free. I mean, some freaks on the internet would consider three pound to be shit on an absolute bargain. So look on the bright side, the yeah. dark side. They're look like... on the dark side of life. You're yeah. <laughs> 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 like
0: three pounds for a Cleveland steamer. Mm. Fucking drop that on, drop that log on me, bud. Oh. Get it on my fucking chest. I'm so
2: glad we've uh, broadened our tone.
0: We tried to purge <laughs> as well, man. We tried to purge. We tried to get this out. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> So Rob, I got some questions for you buddy cuz this is one of my top 5 movies of all right. time and it will forever stay there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what movies are made from here out going forward. Evil Dead 2 top 5 movie of all time. Ooh. Ooh. If there was if there is an option mm-hmm. at my funeral as I'm being like, you know, lowered into the ground, if they could just slow it down to like an hour and 29 mm-hmm. minutes. I would rather than have a song playing people be like, Oh Celine Dion. (laughs) Yes, sure. I do believe in life after love. Um obviously that's my funeral song. Yeah, obviously. But if there's an option to have a funeral movie where everyone just sort of pops up, you know, pops a squat,
2: little picnic blanket, eat a grape. Where are you being buried that has a projector but also everyone people having to sit on the floor? Are you being buried at a warehouse party? (laughs) <laughs> I've got I've got my projector, I've got a generator, I've got the screen, yeah. I'll be like, I'm dead, I'm not gonna fucking need it. Put it at the funeral. Whoever wants it grabs it. Ben's putting on a squat party for his funeral. It would I think it would honour me best.
0: You know what it I mean? Would. It yeah, would... yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't sort, agree to that sort, you of, go. Par- sort of party no, where ben. everyone does
2: <laughs> No, no. Party where everyone does methadrome and shits in the corner of the warehouse is is kind yeah. of kind of your vibe. I yeah. I'm surprised to hear you being buried. I always I'm I'm gonna get cremated, but I've decided I'm gonna have a coffin made entirely of pastry, so I'm like a giant Cornish pasty going into the oven. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the wake, oh, I'm gonna serve. I'm gonna serve pasties, Rob, just so people are like. <laughs> I
0: promise you on my fucking life, if you go before me, yeah. If you Brian O'Halla and me, yeah, I will. I promise you, I will make sure that Mm -hmm. that that plan goes exactly as (laughs) is. I have friends that have a pie business. I will employ them to do the funeral. And I'll be (laughs) like, I need you to make Cornish pasties that are suspiciously similar (laughs) to this oversized pasty coffin. Uh, For the American listeners, if you don't know what a Cornish pasty is, you have not lived. Mm. I'm not sure that they
2: exist over there. They might do. They might not. I'm very uncultured. They don't. They don't. They don't it's a, okay. it's a, it's essentially a a pie of meat and root vegetables and mm. and ground black pepper mm-hmm. uh, and the pie is sealed at the side so it's got like a big smiley face crust on one side yeah. that you can eat so it's a tasty semicircle of loveliness yeah, it is it is and I, that's how i'm going to go out i'm going to be cremated okay. in one of those well, I'm I want you to honour my wish. By play Evil Dead 2 at
0: your funeral. <laughs> as I'm as it takes an hour and twenty-nine minutes to lower <laughs> me into the ground. <laughs> uh
2: at the end of an hour and twenty nine minutes, do you come yeah. back up and do a little ballet dance with your severed head? Yes. Because I don't have any friends that do puppetry. Like you've got mates that have a pie shop, I don't have any puppeteer friends. I mean I've got people in some I've got some people who are pretty toxic towards their girlfriends, but they're not literal puppeteers. Got it's you. more of a an emotional puppeteer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you, got you, got you. Like
0: an emotional... What are those little hobgoblin things? Do you remember when you were a kid? On your fingers? No? No. Well,
2: we can edit that bit out anyway. So, that <laughs> <laughs> so this is a top five movie for you. It, it's, it's a funeral movie. It has everything that I love about cinema. Everything. It's got... Great
0: callbacks to the golden era of creature features, mm-hmm. 1950s and 60s sci-fis, and the early horrors that were like...
2: Oh, that's a good point. They
0: didn't lean on like shock horror. It was more... It was more the intent. The- and they the, left a lot to the imagination, mm, and yeah, you, yeah. when you're left to your own devices, like I know my demons pretty well, and they're fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So if you leave me in a room with enough room for them to have a little play as well, yeah,
2: scariest shit ever. When we when we covered the Universal uh, horror original sort of Universal monsters, Dracula, oh, Wolfman, go back and listen to those episodes if go you haven't. But um, but yeah, that sort of leaving room for the viewer to insert their own demons you know mm-hmm. to go <laughs> it's a bit like you <laughs> exactly and you can you, there's
0: there's lots of things in this that are like that on the surface they seem quite playful and goofy and over the top and this but they're, they're oddly applicable to normal everyday situations and yeah, you're just yeah. sort of like oh uh okay yeah. and then that's that you know what i mean yeah uh it has comedy Yes, in buckets. Fucking love comedy. Practical comedy, the physical acting of Bruce Campbell. It has huge amounts of blood, guts, and gore. But most importantly, mate, it has mm. got one of the biggest hearts and the biggest souls
2: mm. in 80s B-movie horror that will ever that ever existed. They do keep saying they're going to swallow it. and I, I, Exactly. I did. The The oral sex double entendres kept springing to mind. There wasn't one you, I could you quite was make- about to say kept coming. Yeah, <laughs> beat me to the my last own punchline. Little line.
0: left turn at the end. Yeah, yeah. they just kept the
2: appearing. Yeah. <laughs> speaking, speaking of sexual innuendo, uh, we had a listener. Yeah. We had a listener reach out. Oscar, a uh, shout out to Oscar Brett uh, who who pointed this out. Huge shout out to Oscar. The uh, the car, Sam Raimi car, right? That's in yes. in all of these films. In every film. Every film he does, that car makes yeah. an appearance. Yes. Apparently, the reason it's in every film is because Sam Raimi lost his virginity in that car. (laughs) Right?
0: (laughs) That's such a creepy reason.
2: Given that Bruce Campbell has had a massive glow up since Evil Dead So hot in this film. Yeah. I reckon Sam Raimi's furious. He's like, you will sit in my crunchy, crispy car (laughs) and I'm going to film a bunch of stuff where there is no way of getting the shot unless you incur a physical injury. Yeah, 100%. I want you to smash this crockery on your face. I'm going to tie you to a crane. I'm going to smack you into a tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) Bruce is like, Bruce is like, I don't remember our relationship being like this in the first movie. (laughs) It's the puppeteer that you were on about earlier, right? I feel like like Sam's got some serious glow-up envy, and he's like, Well, I lost my virginity so you could sit in my proof. (laughs) Yeah, so you get sticky in my cum car and then I'm going (laughs) to drop
0: you from this fucking crane. (laughs) I had sex. Hell yeah, up top. Don't try and high five me. The up top means get on the fucking crane. (laughs) Sticky,
2: beautiful man, you. Uh Um, Yeah, it's every shot. Every shot like Bruce is just getting fucking railed left, right and center. There's a shot of Bruce Campbell being whipped through the trees early on in the film. Mm -hmm. The sort of evil spirit smashes through the cabin hits him right in the face and then there's a shot of him being sort of propelled backwards through the through the forest (laughs) through the treetops i don't know how they got that shot in the era it's crazy right without bruce campbell's incurring significant injury he's spinning around at that height as well like they must have just had like a rig or something with him strapped in (laughs) spinning him around going through the treetops. Checking <laughs> they were trying to break the record for OSHA violations. Just like, maybe, maybe. I think, H- yeah. health and what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> health and who? <laughs> Bruce Campbell's just spinning on
0: the top of a forklift, which is fully extended. <laughs> Amazing.
2: Amazing. So you said last episode, mm. you haven't watched The Evil Dead since you were a kid. Yeah, no, I was, I was like, this was a film. uh, My alcoholic grandmother would get shit faced and pleasant for the only time in the day because, she was a weird lady. Where like we, the reason I'm so open close quotes posh is because a couple of generations (laughs) back, right? A couple of generations back,
0: (laughs) I had a mouthful of water. That is the poshest way that I've ever seen anyone do air quotes in my life. Do you know why, Uh, Ben? That was incredible.
2: Do you know why I did it that way? Oh, my God. Two reasons. One, I remember that this is an audio format and I can't just do air quotes (laughs) on camera like you do every episode, (laughs) right?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that the audio nature of this meat requires me to say it that way yeah, and sec- right. secondly she was raised in this like quite a spendy environment like her mum yeah. had servants and shit she drank the all hell. that mo- yeah yeah so she drank all that money so we were like, like
0: proper posh boy man
2: we were but i grew up on a council estate eating findus crispy lasagnas every every night cuz she just drank all the money but What it meant was that she was sort of raised proper, so she refused to have a cigarette or a drink until 6 o'clock, which meant she woke up at 11 a.m. furious and just stayed that way (laughs) until, like, 6. you'd be like, let's have a smoke. She's like, I don't even want a cigarette. I'm just in a bad mood. And then, like, 7 o'clock, we'd have dinner. She'd get shit-faced, and she'd be like, let's watch a movie. And she had this, like, bookcase full of... B horror, nice. And Evil Dead Two was a was a massive part of that. Okay. And as a kid, as a kid, this was like a magical haunted house ride. Okay. Of a film, right? It was. It yeah, was. Yeah. I knew it was. A, I knew it was a scary film. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. There were bits if I kind of found scary, but it didn't give me nightmares. Scary. It was like, ooh, oh, this is an adult thing yeah. that I'm not supposed to be watching, and I am watching it, and it's funny. And the good guys, like Ash in Evil Dead One, is a very vulnerable protagonist. Mm-hmm. And in this one, for reasons I'll, I'll get to, yeah, he's not as vulnerable. He's he, not. He's not. I mean, he's in the same amount of danger, but but yeah. So it was like it was like a imagine if Indiana Jones was dangerous and like slightly forbidden to watch. Exactly, it's all of that sort of like adventure and mm-hmm. drive. And watching it as an adult, Yeah, it's exactly the fucking same. Yeah, It's man. exactly the same. I was so worried that I was going to watch it and be like, oh, this this is darker than I remembered, or oh, this yeah, yeah, is yeah, less yeah. fun. No, nah, it's fucking great. It makes me feel like a yeah. pen again.
0: <laughs> You're
1: so <laughs> and like, excited in this. Yeah.
0: listener. I know you can't see it. You can only hear it. But the <laughs> fucking joy that just
2: washed over your face was magnificent. That's oh. filled my heart with love. That's amazing. So so there's a bit of confusion about this film because obviously as a sequel it's complicated. Is this leading on from how the Evil Dead 1 ends to how Evil Dead 2 starts? Yeah, because there are some mad... So so at the end of Evil Dead 1 all of his friends have been viciously, torturously played with by demons from another dimension. Mm -hmm. And then this film starts and he's just driving in his car with his girlfriend Linda being like, let's go to this cabin, sweetie. And I'm like, "Yeah, this guy's." really not remember his memory's not up yeah and a whole bunch of stuff happens that that is clearly indicates this is his first time in the cabin so is this what you took from how did you interpret the beginning of this film though because you are
0: exactly correct it does start with him and linda driving back to the cabin seemingly so back Mm. to the cabin
2: right so i was confused i was very confused by how this film starts and then There's a there's a shot that's almost identical to the very last shot of Evil Dead One, yes. which is the one where the the camera's flown through the cabin, the evil force, yeah, yeah hits yeah. Ash. Right, that's where Evil Dead One ends. Yep. And for me, the shot of him being pushed through the woods, yep, is the very first scene of Evil Dead Two, and everything up to that point, yep. is Ash's head trauma. Lost his mind, memory okay. of Evil Dead One. It's like a recap. It's, it's what he, how he remembers the events of Evil Dead One. That's a very very lovely way of looking at it because you're you're so you're <laughs> so unbelievably close to what it actually is. It's
0: well yours so it's, might be better.
2: So here's <laughs> my thing: there's various points in this film where yeah. it goes from dawn. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, I'm going to drive out of here. Yeah sees that the bridge is destroyed, and then two yeah. minutes later, it's nighttime again. And I'm like, that's yeah. not a day's worth of activity, right? Yeah. So the time is all messy. Yep. Everything's taken on this weirdly comedic air, yeah, yeah, and he's gone a bit mental. And I realize this man has lost his goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> and what we're actually seeing is we're seeing the events through the lens of Ash's horrendous mental trauma And his coping mechanism of making it—it seems comedic to him because he has to laugh, otherwise he's going to absolutely lose his mind. I wish that that was it. I honestly, truly do. You're bang on.
0: By the way, the the Mm -hmm. scene where the evil is like rushing through the cabin and smacks into Ash at the end of the first movie, and that's where that movie ends. Right. Yeah. Now the idea behind the Evil Dead Two is, Mm -hmm. is that at that moment when you when it happens again in the second Mm -hmm. film is when you start watching Evil Dead 2. Yes. And that's it would make perfect sense as one really yep. long movie to do that mm-hmm. and just cut out the little bit in the beginning of Evil Dead 2. But the point yep. is, they didn't have the rights to their own movie. <laughs> so <laughs> they made Evil Dead 1, sold it. They now don't yep. have the rights to it. They can't use any of it for the second one. <laughs> so they wanted to do a recap. Like, a, right. a, this is uh, previously on the previously. Twilight Zone. <laughs> like, <laughs> previously um, on the
2: Evil Dead. But obviously... Yeah. That story took an hour and a half to tell. So they've got, what, seven minutes?
0: Yeah, they've got, um, uh, hey, Lender, let's go to an abandoned cabin.
2: Oh, oh, gosh, Ash,
0: this is so fantastic. Bah, I'm a demon. <laughs> Chopped <laughs> off head. Chainsaw. <coughs> oh, that fucked my throat. <coughs> <coughs> oh, my, sorry, a little bit of evil just got in my <laughs> Yeah, I was going to
2: say. I was going to oh, say. Jesus. Okay, so, yeah, so there's, that's the practical reason. But yeah. as a as a narrative, I think my head yes. canon, I'm going to keep that as my head canon. It's a wonderful head canon to have, man. In the fictional world, the reason there's a tone change mm-hmm. from straight up horror with a yeah. little bit of comedy to complete yeah, yeah. comedy is that is Ash's coping mechanism. And that okay. explains how he gets cornier as the series goes on, because he's right. just reacting to evil by becoming more and more like cornball as it goes on because that's the only way he can really like exactly he's not letting it make him scared he's mocking it he's being like groovy <laughs> yeah
0: so this is dude my head cannon is mm. so fucking close to this so <laughs> we need to remember mm. that ash has been in the cabin on his own now <laughs> for a full day <laughs> and a full night he's been knocked out on a tree he's had a he's couple been, like, demons in back him. to the fucking cabin he's been yes. evil ash he's been possessed yeah and he was right about the daylight, meaning mm-hmm. that he can't get possessed, but he wasn't right about it, meaning that the evil now disappears. Yeah. evil's still there, it just can't possess him right now. But this is the second night in the cabin, right? No yep. rest, no time off, no breaks, no nothing. He's been fucking slammed into trees, dragged through puddles, he's been possessed, he's back mm-hmm. in the cabin. He's yep. now alone. We've had a brief recap saying that he had to kill his girlfriend, but in the first movie, obviously he had to kill like his friends, yeah, yeah. his sister, all this shit, his loss is enormous. So... When he's like much more animated and is is his acting is much bigger and he's laughing mm-hmm. along with all the inanimate objects that are just sort of now, they're just sort of like, we've got you, motherfucker. We're going to push mm-hmm. you over this edge of insanity. And then that's when we get you, because that's going to be the yeah. sweetest. That's going to be the sweetest corruption of the Ash Campbell soul. Ash Campbell? <laughs> Ash Williams soul. Uh, <laughs> M- mixed your metaphors there. <laughs> yeah. But the thing that I love about it, right, mm-hmm. is that his spirit is so goddamn strong that he yeah. dances this line time and time again until mm-hmm. he realizes he starts to recognize the pattern of, oh, I'm about to break. But then he's mm-hmm. like,
2: no, I can get back. Is to he this. one step closer to the edge? <laughs>
1: All I heard was Chester screaming in my ears. That
0: was, that was, you are a magician, sir. That was
2: fantastic.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> You're right. He, he becomes yeah. more ash. And I think. Especially as a kid watching this, mm-hmm. like I said in Evil Dead One, that that it was for me, and I it's only sort of rewatching this now. I realize like, oh, you can meet trauma with mm-hmm. comedy, yeah. and you can process the bad thing with a good thing, and become more yourself in in the face of horror. Yeah, by laughing at the horror and going, <laughs> "Fuck you!" I'm not gonna let you scare me. Yeah, I mean this film, this whole film is that. It's it's a it's a
0: film for the misfits. Mm -hmm. and the fucking the bullied kids you know what i mean it's 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 standing up to the to the fucking the room of shit that's laughing at you just
2: fucking laugh along with it man and then before
0: you know it boom gone it's also and this
2: is only take away the power this has only just struck me now so this might be a a massive derail but in fact it is fantastic evil dead one and two so far are a perfect metaphor for cocaine use Join us, okay. join us, Ooh. join us. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. A bunch of mates go to a cabin in the woods. Yeah. It's all fun and games. Okay, and some dead-eyed people are like, "Join us, join us in the basement. Dead-eyed. We're all having fun. I'll nice. swallow, I'll swallow your soul." And it's like, "Don't worry, I just have to get through to morning." <laughs> but morning comes, and it's not over. And now he's dead-eyed too.
1: And he slowly begins to
2: lose his goddamn mind that is fucking incredible and he becomes an intolerably confident cunt (laughs) he does become the best version of himself once he cracks and just thinks
0: fuck it i'm joining him can't beat him join him i'm taking the power back yeah holy shit that's kind of (laughs) like bang on man That's also the exact reason that I'm sober. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So is there any moments in this film when you're like
2: Well, can we talk about the Professor real quick? The Professor? Yeah, the professor who uh who discovers the the uh Book oh, of the Dead, the Necronom- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> The
0: Creepy Dude. Help me save yeah, yeah, yeah. my soul. Be-
2: before we talk about the professor real quick, can I just say uh, Kanda Estrada Kandos? I- Thrust. have you just watched this fucking in film de- what are you doing yeah, yeah. oh so you sir- saw what happened right yeah yeah sorry uh just to let you know listener that's the exact incantation that summons demons i should have maybe said uh, before i let you play that um yeah. you're now going to live this film you don't have to yeah. see it because there are now <laughs> demons in your house
0: now <laughs> so essentially you've just become the fucking professor Professor, yeah right okay, uh, I get you. is
2: that not a bit of a dick move is what i'm saying like massive dick move <laughs> <laughs> massive dick move oh hey i've just i've just translated the book of the
0: dead <laughs> and i've accidentally summoned demons um here's how i did it mm. yeah it's yeah. the earliest version of youtube it's the this is how like <laughs> it's a diy how to summon a kandarian demon hi guys welcome back it's professor asshole here <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's how andrew tate happens Ooh. <laughs> hot take biting biting social commentary that's what I, we tune in uh, for here I politics feel, I, <laughs> I feel i feel like <laughs> now you may not know this ben but i worked in the music industry for for a brief period of 15 years yeah little brief i have in, literally never heard you talk about it right. <laughs> little brief in and out 15 year adventure sure and uh Dip your toe. In, in the time it took him to record and go well, after reading that incantation that you've just heard on the tape without context, my wife mm-hmm. has become possessed and I've had to bury her in the fruit <laughs> basement beneath the house. <laughs> if he just rewound the tape a little bit, he yep. could have recorded that same monologue mm-hmm. over the recording of the bit that summons the demons. Yeah, no, a hundred. Do you want to know the worst thing about it? <laughs> right.
0: He knew that his daughter was coming to that cabin and
2: still left the tape recorder
0: out with the incantation on the tape. He was like, don't worry, my daughter will find this she'll know what to do. How? Because she's got to play it. It's like a toxic version of Ringu.
1: He's just yeah.
0: <laughs> like, he was pissed off at his wife and kid, man. He yeah. was just sort of like, I could have won
2: the Nobel Prize if it wasn't for you, twats. Can you imagine? Like he's just a toxic mate. <laughs> you leave your phone on the you leave your phone on the bar where you go for a piss, and then you come yeah. back, he's changed your ringtone to Kandahar Estrada. But... <laughs> Steve, do you change my rig to the demon incantation again? Ah!
0: ah, got you. Oh, I've got a voicemail. Just one sec. That's from you. What's this saying, mate? Kandar. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of them, though, do you know what I mean? Maybe he needed his soul saving. Maybe he was like, I'm having a great break. I just need to show my face to keep up the appearances now. You know what Mm, I mean? Help me save my soul. And then he's (laughs) kicking back with the other demons being sort of like, this is a fucking
2: paradise retreat compared to what I was living. I I think he fundamentally misunderstood the text for demon. And bearing in mind, whilst he's translating this, his wife Henrietta is just knitting behind him in a rocking chair. He's like... (laughs) I want to put some demons in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking tell me that I can't do a
0: fucking fantasy football league. Oh, wait. Yeah. it's just, it's a children's game. Why aren't you doing this? All right, I get you. You're allowed to do your knitting. I'm not allowed to do my shit. Well, fuck you. Here come the demons.
2: I think it's darker than that. I think he's like, bedroom's a bit stale. If I put Oh, some, you're going if, that direction. Yeah, if, if I put I some demons in. went football,
0: at... <laughs> you went, you're not touching my dick enough.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I put some demons Demons are lusty, right? Demons, demons probably do all the stuff Henrietta won't.
0: Do you think that he went into this field because he was like, what's the sexiest thing I can bring to the table to get Henrietta <laughs> in the mood? <laughs> demons are pretty sexy. Yeah. Demons are sexy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I see that. Speaking of Henrietta, Rob, mm. I've got a game for you.
2: Oh, okay. You want to play? All right, Jigsaw Killer. Fucking hell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> jigsaw Killer's name's Billy. Fun fact. It's not as scary as you thought. <laughs> if I'd seen more one more than one of those films, I might have cared. How have you not seen like ten of them? They're fantastic. I've
2: seen one, which is genuinely a fantastic film by any metric. Sure. Two, two takes a good idea and runs it, it. In, and ruins it. That <laughs> yeah. and then, and then I went. Oh, I can see what trajectory this is on, and then it did another ten films, and I went, "I'm yeah. fine. I don't need." Have I... you not seen three?
0: Weirdly, weirdly, no. <laughs> Do three brings the franchise background because Dizzy from Starship Troopers is in it so okay I mean it's, if it's if
2: that's if that's the best it's got going for it, I must simply check it out right now yeah of course it's Dizzy oh, what's, this,
0: what's this game oh yeah sorry the game <laughs> okay so the game is would you
2: rather
1: ah, yeah. oh, oh okay yeah
2: yes I would I would rather wait what would I rather what Rob
0: McFarlane come on down Oh, I'm just so
2: happy to be here. I don't oh, know what's going it's... on. I'm. It's great to have you, Rob. And here's I
0: mean... what we're going to do. We're going to play a little game of Would You Rather. Have you ever played before? Uh, many times. He's <laughs> played before. Okay, <laughs> skipping the rules. Rob, on this version of Would You Rather, mm-hmm. featuring our lovely assistant Henrietta,
2: the recently possessed demon witch in the fruit basement demon witch in the fruit basement yes that's mm-hmm. the one
0: you met her on the way in fantastic i, I
2: was struck by her lovely pear-shaped figure appropriate
0: Fan- <laughs> fantastic cookbook steal some recipes sir <laughs> rob first question for 1000 pounds <sighs> would you rather mm. put a dirty sock in your mouth Ew. or give Henrietta a little cuddle
2: i'm going to go with henrietta
0: henrietta congratulations rob that's one thousand pounds okay question two rob mcfarlane yes would you rather eat green beans for one whole week or give henrietta a little a little peck on the cheek
2: i'll go with Henrietta.
0: Henrietta! Rob McFarlane, you're now, your total's up to £6,000. Congratulations, buddy, you're doing fantastic. I'm
2: just so happy to be here. Moving swiftly
0: on, Rob McFarlane, would you rather phone your ex crying to get back together because they were the only one to show you true, pure, undeniable love and affection, waking up next to them being both a blessing and a curse, by instantly making you feel safe and secure, heard and loved, while simultaneously giving you the knowledge that the day that you're about to live will never ever come close to feeling like this. You live your days in longing to see them, yet spend every minute that you're together drowning in dread, a creeping fear yet knowing certainty that it's coming to an end. You become numb. You become numb to every outside stimulus that once brought you happiness because nothing can live up to these moments spent together. You end up resenting them for the impact that they've had on you and your life until they eventually leave because, whilst being painfully aware of this, you're also incapable of communicating it. They leave you high and dry, vulnerable and alone, like a balloon drifting just out of grasp on a summer's evening. The hole in your soul is noticeable to the world. You become a shell of your former self. You try and fill the void with substance abuse and a long, long line of meaningless flings. You feel nothing. You're alone. And no one
2: is coming to help. I'm going to go with Henrietta.
1: Henrietta, Robert McFarlane,
0: congratulations, you win! <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can we never play that game again?
0: I am work. I'm sorry, mate, I'm, w- I'm trying to build up a CV because my obvious new passion mm. is I
2: need to be a game show host at some point in my life. I could see you being the next Dale Winton. I could see you being the next Bondwaring. Don't ever say
0: fucking Dale Winton on this podcast, that shit. Don't, do you- I've told you this in the past, right? No. Dale Winton was like, he's like my sleep demon.
1: He was one of my <laughs> biggest fears as a kid.
0: And it's, it's for no like honestly, don't. It's literally, I'm having like a little mini panic attack talking about this. I'm
2: going to send you a picture of Dale Winton with an owl on each shoulder. Bob, if
0: you do that, I, I've got a car. I'm back on the road now. I'll drive down there just to slap you in the mouth and then drive all the way back. And I will do it without even thinking.
2: You've seen Salem's Lot where the vampire kid's tapping at the window. I fucking hate this. It's just Dale Winton, but he's being held up by owls. Stop, 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 stop,
0: stop, stop. For those of you that don't know, Dale Winton was the host of a TV show called Supermarket Sweep. You did a great impression of him just now. Shut your fucking mouth. It's a very wholesome TV show, and it was wonderful. But when I was a child, and I used to watch this with my mum, Dale Winton used to scare the absolute shit out of me because he looks like a leather sofa that's been hit by lightning and come to life. And I can't explain why he was scary. Mm. He just terrified me.
2: He's got the face of a tan handbag, but the teeth of a flashlight. Do you see the problem it's- with this? Do you see why that is terrifying? <laughs> like, the, the, the mash of words that you've
0: just painted. This is too much, man. We're, okay. So... I'm
2: literally sweating. Um, I'm actually sweating right now. This is disgusting. <laughs> so I want I to briefly, let's move away from true horror because I want to shout out something very special about this film. Okay. And for me, I mentioned it earlier. This has yeah. haunted house charm. What do you mean by haunted house charm? Right. So you've gone to the local fair, which is in town for a yeah. bit. There's the waltzers, there's the Ferris wheel, there's the bumper cars. You've oh, your Barmouth. Barmouth.
1: Yeah, Barmouth in Wales. It's
2: where we all go, man. It's the right. it's the king of waltzes, and they've got a haunted house there. So you know, like a yeah. little loop, yeah. and cool, you know cool. that it's just with oh, the little car- train thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a ghost train. You know, there's going to be a couple of jump scares, mm-hmm. but there's going to be like a fluffy bat on a string. I got you. And there's like a there's like a fairground worker uh, dressed up as a zombie who's going to jump out at you. Sure, and, sure, and, you sure. Know. But you're fundamentally in on the in on the scare, right? Yeah you've turned up one, it on you're willing it on yeah. and you know it's going to be a little bit campy you know it's going to be a little bit cheesy a little bit spammy but there's like a there's a tension and a stress that sort of keeps you engaged yeah. and it's that driving force and this film has the exact same thing i don't think into at least me now mm-hmm. in 2023 i don't think this film has much in the way of scares but I think it uses the language and the geography and the architecture of horror to have this great, like I said, Indiana Jones Saturday morning adventure. Got right, you, yeah. but dark and twisted yeah. and lovely and like full of gore, but still yeah. not gory enough to make it offensive. It's exactly, still it's and a and fun ride. Yeah, so you're in the splash zone. Yeah, it's, it's exactly yeah, that. Yeah. It's gore, but you, you're I in the you, splash zone. You. And so you're in on it and it's lovely and, you know, simple things like Bruce Campbell is, Bruce Campbell is without a doubt, one of the most overlooked physical comedians of his era. Like I put his, I put his physical acting up there with Nick Cage and Charlie Charlie Chaplin. Like those are two, two actors who are known for completely telling the story with just their actions alone.
0: That's high praise.
2: That was my Nick Cage impression.
0: That's high praise. Oh, that's fantastic, I know. You're
2: welcome. You are yeah, welcome. You are one of the best impressionists of your era and I think criminally overlooked. I uh, thank you, man. Thank you. But watching this film, watching <laughs> <laughs> watching Bruce Campbell's movements throughout this film, you know, when he gets tripped up, when something happens as you know, when he's getting his hand bitten by the head, mm. he's got this amazing ability with his eyebrows, his shoulders and his hands to just tell a story. Yeah. You know, I was reading. Um, I was reading. Uh, whilst doing research for this, that the the scene where his hands possessed him—it's the first take.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> a lot of it is because he's just—it's just in it. Like he just is. Yeah. Ash Williams. You know what I mean? Like Bruce is Ash. Ash is Bruce. You can't fucking like yeah. separate the two. Because even no. in interviews and shit, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, we did a in an old Discord server. We did a watch along mm-hmm. with Bruce Campbell where it was Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 were being streamed. Right. He was in a Hugh Hefner type smoking jacket. He was in like Amazing. a velvet armchair. Yeah. But as we're watching the films, he's talking about his experience with the films. Mm-hmm. And it was just Ash Williams. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and the the the, the one liners and the little mm-hmm. quips and shit. It's all it's all there. And even when he was explaining stuff, he's very expressive. And his face when he's watching the movie, mm-hmm. it's it's all there, man. It's great. But being as you being as your love for Bruce Campbell, mm-hmm. if you could replace one actor in any film
2: mm-hmm. with Bruce Campbell, who would it be? I'd replace Ben Affleck in Chasing Amy.
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking
2: great show. And I'd get him to play it totally straight. I think Bruce Campbell <laughs> has chosen to stay in B movie, but I've seen enough in these films. Yeah. Where he could do the -the over-the-top, you know, sort of Kevin Smith, 37 dicks outrage, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Brilliantly. He could do all that stuff. But I think I, I just got this feeling that he would make an incredible romantic, dramatic lead.
0: It would be played against the the like very serious tone that he'd be able to knock the shit out of for the rest of the film. So when his comedic moments kick in, they would be so much more funnier. Exactly in comparison to the rest of the movie. I mate, that is a great shout. How about you? I would replace John Travolta in Greece with Ooh. Bruce Campbell because I feel like mm-hmm. John Travolta is seedy but trying to hide it yeah. and doing a good enough job for people around mm-hmm. him who know him, but from the outside looking in you're like, you're a seedy bitch, I can yeah. see you I see you, mm-hmm. but whereas I think if Bruce Campbell did it, he'd own that shit yeah. and they'd just yeah, be sort yeah, of like yeah,
2: yeah. what's up kid? I, I think it would <laughs> be a fundamentally very different film <laughs> Oh, it would be it would be a
0: fucking wild ride and that's, uh, the, that's the grease I want to see Yeah. After watching this film Rob mm. do you understand where my love for
2: classic B movies come from now? I'm beginning to, and I. this is going to sound offensive, and it's not, because I'm the same. No, no, no. Go for it. I think the reason that I don't love a lot of the films that you love is because I didn't watch them as a a safe haven from the reality of my childhood. That is... I had other safe havens from the reality of my childhood. That is a very accurate (laughs) and almost exposing point to make (laughs) at the end of an episode. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like when everything around you is on fire, mm-hmm. you can watch this and somebody's in a similar situation where everything is more on fire. So you go, okay, my life's not that bad because yeah. this guy's in, in worse trouble. Yeah, and then he comes out of it with charm, this, that, and the other. And not only do you get to see that rags to riches Icarus story, not Icarus, (laughs) exactly opposite. Fly too close to the sun. (laughs) No, no, no. no, That's right. I know I'm a Greek shit bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Useless on the Bible, great on the pagan stuff. Oh, fucking great. (laughs) (laughs) But, But yeah, that sort of you know that sort of heroic journey that he takes in the face of his adversity is inspiring to watch as a kid when you're dealing with shit. But I think what you also get from it i got from it and you will have got from it as well is that for that 90 minutes you're not where you are you're you're somewhere else and 100%. so when you're then older and you're beginning to for different reasons and calmer reasons but perhaps a sort of colder more creeping kind of stress than the hot white hot stress of childhood you can go back there and you can get another hit of that sweet sweet safety hmm So your love of B-movie, I think, is very much a a sort of conditioned one, whereas mine, I didn't have that as a kid. I had like, you know, we'd put a a wordy drama on and I'd go, oh, I'm learning how to be a better person. And maybe the experiences and empathy that I'm learning from this film will equip me to better be able to deal with the toxic situation I find myself in.
0: Well, fuck me, man. Have you been speaking to my therapist? Because this is <laughs> like... I'm not even joking, man. I have had this exact discussion with my therapist in the past. So, Ben, how's the podcast going? Oh, so, we're doing an 80s horror B movie. Uh...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fundamentally, what is this What is this film about for you, then? Okay. This has changed very recently, Robin. I'm glad you brought this mm. up.
0: Let me just uh, flip through my fucking notes right here. Just one second. Right. I'm, still, I'm
2: 35, I still have a notepad and pen. Makes it really easy <clears> when <throat> we're trying to prep stuff. And I'm like, just copy yeah. and paste your notes. You're like, uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get my Pritt stick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, mm. so as you know, we've been doing the Matrix. Yes. And in the last episode, in our Matrix Reloaded episode, we learned that Neo yes. is not the first Neo. No, he's the Neo sixth, but where is the sixth, Neo. Ben, you're aware we're covering the Evil Dead 2. And what we learned in the first Matrix mm. episode is that that is a journey of self-discovery and to oh. stop fighting who you truly are. Oh, no. To stop going against the grain and just accept who you are. And my God, Rob, if Evil Dead 2 is not canon with the matrix where ash is the first fucking neo in the (laughs) first movie he's against the deadites he's like no this isn't for me this isn't for me this isn't who i am i can't i'm not equipped to deal with this i can't do Mm. it and then evil dead 2 buddy evil dead 2 second day in the cabin Mm -hmm. on his own now he's just sort of like he's embracing the shit he's dancing he's flirting with the the insanity down there he's laughing with the objects he's fucking sawed his own hand off Mm mm-hmm He's got his sawn-off shotgun. Stops and teasing by the me, end just... of the movie, he's got his fucking strap on. He's got like... So the he's fucking... what? Hold on, that was phrased poorly, <laughs> but don't break my stride here, man. I'm onto something. All right? <laughs> by the end of the movie, he's got and his you... fucking chest strap where the chainsaw little hook thing. Vroom, that's badass as fuck, right? He's embracing <laughs> groovy, it. He's yeah. in it. He's got a fucking... It's groovy. That's it. Right. What yes. I'm saying, Rob, is that Ash is the first Neo Oh my god! This is the first version of the Matrix before it all went tits up, and I've got proof. Ash is the first Neo. The Professor, mm. he's the first Morpheus because he finds the Neo ben, and forces ben, him in the right ben, way. Ben,
2: I have to stop you here because you The Matrix came out in 1999. Reloaded came yeah. out in 2003. I know. And around about that era, yeah, around about that era, we were all going. Any film can fit in them. Everything got matrix. Yeah. You're like, and yeah, we were yeah, doing yeah. that. We but, were doing that with the Smurfs. Yeah, but yeah. you're 35, and it's 2023, <laughs> and you've <laughs> got page, You've got pages of handwritten notes, like Kevin Spacey in Seven, about yeah. how Evil Dead Two is actually Matrix.
0: Maybe less Kevin Spacey. There's no 14-year-old <laughs> boys anywhere. <laughs> 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 the, the fucking cabin, Agent Smith.
2: It's so the one what, that's fucking with him, trying to keep so, him contained, and so like, what, oh, it's an anomaly. So, we need to like contain so, him, then. So what are you rate in the film, Ben? Linda Trinity. Just saying. So what saying. you, so you rate in the film, Ben? Fat
0: ten. Let me let me cook. <laughs> let me cook. All right, chef.
2: My turn in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> all hell. Like Why are you rating it?
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this uh, fat ten. It is without a doubt one of the best horrors of uh, its 100%. decade. I would argue probably the the best horror comedy of all time. All time, and, hands down. Uh, As a result of that, at the end of this series, we're going to give away a very exclusive Ultimate Ash Necker figurine to a listener. Uh, Keep listening for how to get that. We will drop the criteria as soon as we have agreed them. Yes,
0: because I'm really enjoying having this figurine on my enormous wall of collectibles (laughs) because I've wanted it for a very long time. And we bought it specifically for this. Make Ben sad by keeping to this series. Honestly. Win then sadness. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome Ben's to the game sadness. show. Would you
2: rather <laughs> consume
0: No 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 no, I'm not done with the Matrix thing yet, you can't. L- listen, I will curse you. You brought this on yourself. You have brought this on yourself. Kanda Estrada Kandos Thrus Indactu
1: Nosfrandus Kanda Dematas, Kanda.